hey, hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking that I was, I was just talking about how I'm wearing a, a, a UU shirt and I, I'm, I have my UU hat right here and I'm like, well, should I just full on represent and just double, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> be dripping in uh, in UU merch. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to double dip into the uh, you know the, the su- subtle uh, product placements. <laughs> No, I love you guys. Hey, how's it going? And welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, uh, joined by Mr. Aaron, the voice now commercial. What's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? So it is Thursday, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. What we like to do is we like to kind of do a uh, state of the underground address every Thursday. You know, how, how are you guys doing? We kind of just want to get a feel on, on how you guys are doing. And if you guys have any questions, because they're having a hard time with anything. So this is basically our Q&A kind of show. You guys ask us stuff. Um, well, we try to answer it as best as we can. I try to answer as best as I can. These two guys will come up with their two cents and we'll give you a $5 answer. I don't know how that math works, but it does. So let's uh, let's get started. Kahai, give me the first question. Uh, yeah, this is from Jamaican Butter. Jamaican <laughs> Butter. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And they said, uh, I wanted to improve, but I'm not really sure how to describe my current skill level. I attempted songs like Drop Baby Drop and Tropical Wine Day. For the most part, I have managed to play it through, but not without error. I have also been practicing Canon D because I want to learn chord inversions. So I guess my question is, what is the typical way people show their current skill level? Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it, it's tough. I mean, if I'm going to be completely candid here, it's very, very, very tough. Because um, <clears throat> if somebody were to look at, say, like what I do, or just like stuff that I do on stage, people would consider me like, oh, it's like he's he's an advanced player or whatever, you know. But if uh, if we're comparing that to to someone like um, like Benny Chong, for example, or uh, or James Hill, or, or you know, like those are the real like high 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 level players, then um, then I would be like intermediate advanced. Like I'm not necessarily a, a full advanced player. I know, you know, I know my way around the ukulele, but those guys really know what, you know, what they're doing with the uke. So it's, it's kind of tough to be like, am I a beginner? Am I a, um, you know, intermediate player or am I advanced? Because it's, it's really, really, really tough to, uh, to, you know, to, to determine where you are in that. And it's just so um, subjective, you know, what, uh, what skill level you are. If, um, so for us, you know, with, with ukulele underground, um, if you know your basic chords, then that's considered as beginner. You know, if, if you know um, all the chords, it doesn't require you to do a bar or anything like that. Or it doesn't require well, maybe you to a, a D, oh. an E or, you know, what? Yeah, maybe some. Like, yeah, okay. You, yeah, like, yeah, like an E chord and a B flat chord is kind of necessary in order to play some beginner that's songs. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, um, you can always kind of go around like playing the um, that, that uh, E chord with like the like this right here i was using this ukulele to uh, to record something for my <laughs> sister-in-law earlier <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah it's just it's just right here but um you know if you can kind of go around that and just kind of play this or play the bar and stuff or i don't know what what you kids are doing nowadays with your e just so that you can go around it but you can definitely work around um your your e chord okay so yeah, if you know your basic chords, that's that's you know that's out of beginner. You're a beginner if you're still kind of working on those basic chords, I should say. Um, if you know all your chord shapes, if you can do the E, if you can do the D with one finger, I'd I'd say that's you know that that would be uh, an intermediate player. Okay, 
And um, intermediate advanced is you know it's someone uh, someone like me who knows their you know their basic uh, what you call uh, music theory and can you know can do some improvisation, can do some like uh, pretty uh, advanced um, rhythms and stuff, and can apply them on the ukulele. Um, and <clears throat> advanced, I consider guys like uh, guys like Abe Lagrimas who really, I mean, because a guy like me who's an intermediate uh, advanced will go to someone like Abe and be like, hey, what is this chord? Because I, what is this? You know, like I don't, I don't know what this is. And someone like Abe, who's an advanced player, went to school for God knows how long, <laughs> like for for uh, for music, will you know will basically inform me and 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 you know, and tell me what what it is, you know. But um, it's uh, so it's it's really tough, and I don't want to discourage people from you know from being like, oh man, I'm only a beginner then, you know. So, but all and we've talked about this before. A beginner is not a dirty word. Beginner is just like you try to get your bearings, you know, with with the ukulele, trying to you know get all the um all the basic chord shapes and whatnot, and just understanding how the ukulele works. If you are an intermediate player, then you can you can play any like. You know, any basic song that doesn't require advanced um, techniques and stuff like that. So a lot of people are pretty satisfied with just, you know, kind of playing the ukulele and playing your chords and knowing how to strum and coming up with different rhythms and stuff. So I I say where you are right now, if, um, if you're having a hard time uh, kind of smoothly playing through uh, Drop Baby Drop, because you mentioned Drop Baby Drop, but you can't really like play it all the way smooth or whatever. Um, that I would I would consider you're still in the uh, in the beginner uh, category because really drop baby drop it's uh, it's these chords A C sharp minor seven B minor seven and E seven those chords shouldn't be too bad I mean I talked about you know bar chords and stuff and that bar chord is not like a like a crazy bar chord where you're you know you're doing E and then well like you know you're putting your pinky somewhere or whatever like it's it's just a simple one finger bar chord you know and um so if you're trying to play you know through that and trying to just play it nice and uh consistent with the right hand doing a consistent strum with the right hand even if it's just a down up down up even if you're adding like chunks and rolls and stuff so that's you know closer to uh to a beginner i would say you know a lot of people really and it's 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 tough to uh to to be honest or to be candid because um, a lot of people, once they kind of get past the, you know, the roll, roll, roll your boats, <laughs> they feel like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm now an intermediate player because I can play like all these songs and stuff. But if all those songs are the same exact chords as like a beginner, you know, uh, like a beginner skill set chords and stuff, then you, it's it's still a beginner. But beginner's not a bad word, you know. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a dirty word. It's it's fine to be a beginner. I was a beginner for ten years, I would say, you know, and, until after I graduated from high school, where like I really learned music and music theory and kind of applying those things to uh, to my ukulele. I I think I told them too the the saying that you like to say right mm-hmm. where it's like you have a white belt like it's martial mm-hmm. arts you have a white belt yeah yeah and it gets dirty and then you gotta when you get to black belt it that doesn't mean it's the end it means that you gotta wash off your belt right and it turns yeah. white again and so you're you're starting all over again and i think music is always gonna be like that like no matter how far you go there's always gonna be something that is just like i have never considered 
playing like that or I've never considered mm-hmm. doing that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's my next step. You know, that's my next learning block or that's mm-hmm. my next stepping stone. I'm sure if you ask like, yeah, if you ask Abe or Benny or any of those players, like you ask them like, oh, so is there stuff that you still work on or you still have a hard time with? I'm yeah. sure they would be like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the, these things I'm still trying to figure out or I'm trying to get better at and stuff. So everybody, it's everybody's, it, it's not like you're trying to work to the next level. I think if you're looking at yourself, it's always should be where you're just trying to get better, just trying to take that next step, yeah. right? Constantly yeah. getting your belt dirty because it's just white and black. And in order for it to get black, you just keep working with that white belt on that it just gets so dirty that it turns black and you wash it <laughs> and it just turns, then you're back in white belt. And that's like, honestly, the best way to put it because like, just not just with music, but just us as humans in general, like we're constantly learning new things and you know, we're, uh, we're never like, we, we, we never know everything <laughs> with anything, you know, like there's always something, you know, that you you can learn that you can get better on and uh, and even those advanced players you know like they've they've got stuff that you know that uh that could make them better yeah. and uh mm-hmm. so don't worry about it don't worry about like uh, i i would say just don't don't even worry about it don't even worry if you're a beginner or intermediate or advanced just you know just worry about yourself yeah yeah and, yeah. and it really is all it all it is is just like semantics you know you're yeah, just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just labels like they're all yeah. arbitrary anyway yeah, yeah. but and and that's why um the term beginner is kind of confusing because you know like you, you usually think like it's related to the word begin yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so like i began like you know <laughs> years ago but it's not you know but i'm i don't feel like i'm still a beginner you know yeah yeah. because because it's so long ago but you know that's it's it's all really just relative because Mm. i i kind of picture it like a tree so um you know there at the base there are things that you have to learn in order to even like hold the ukulele and kind of strum it correctly yeah and then you you learn all the things that most everybody learns and get better and better um, at those things until you get to the point where the the tree kind of forks and then you can take those paths Mm. to jazz or to blues or to all the different, you know. And so like somebody that's far along on one branch may not be able to compare themselves to somebody who's far along on another branch Mm -hmm. because the skill sets for those things are totally different, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like I would say that Abe is like pretty like masterful at jazz Mm -hmm. or ukulele jazz, Mm -hmm. whereas Aldrin, like he wouldn't be able to do the same kind of things that Aldrin does for, you know, his style of playing on a different Mm -hmm. branch, you know? But they they have mastered like all the basics, you know, at the Mm -hmm. at the base of the tree and have gotten up far enough on the tree Mm. with you know the kind of intermediate bending and you know techniques to Mm. make their ukulele do the things that they want it to do and then they got really specific on the style of Mm. their playing and then they got they they have specific techniques that they've gotten really good at in the direction of the playing style that they Mm. wanted to go so it's kind of like that you know Mm. Um, so for everybody it's going to be different because the style that you want to play is going to be different Mm -hmm. and the way that you express yourself is going to be different 
from somebody else. So yeah, yeah it's it's almost not comparable, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There there are things that you have to know in order to be able to kind of mm. get music out, but beyond that it's all up to you really? i think it's, it's a journey too you know what mm-hmm, i mean yeah, like i wouldn't yeah. worry about like kind of like oh am i am i uh intermediate yet am i advanced yet have i reached the branch or whatever you know like just, <laughs> yeah it's about like just growing and just kind of you know and it's about the journey it's about learning things it's about like discovering new things in the ukulele because that's i mean to this day a lot of stuff excites me with you know about the ukulele i'm still discovering things you know that i can do um a couple years back i said i was working on some jazz stuff and you know and that made my playing a whole lot better now i'm like focusing on some campanellas and some uh and some classical techniques and it's just blowing my mind like what you know what uh what you can do with like just simple campanellas even and and how that completely changes you know um uh, just the way that you approach the ukulele so there's always something really cool and i think that's what you should focus on is in like all the things that's left for you to you know for you to learn it's it's mm-hmm. infinite really like you know you yeah what you think you you know you you grew that branch it's like oh i guess i can try to grow this one or that one or whatever you know there's so much stuff to mm-hmm. learn about the ukulele and i think that's what you should be excited about more than worrying about like oh, am i uh am i intermediate yet are we there yet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> although all that said we we really should work on doing that from the base of the tree yeah, all the way up to yeah. the you know like really lay that out so that you yeah. guys can know um you know i'm i'm missing something mm. And, yeah. and you know and then from there you can branch out to wherever you want to go but mm-hmm. really get the base of the tree solid so we yeah. can we we'll figure out a way to to lay that out in lo- a logical manner <laughs> for everybody <laughs> a tree there's a tree right here it's growing so it's, it's growing yeah <laughs> it's growing <laughs> I, I think the thing that uh people want or people like yeah there's a certain type of person who like wants like hard numbers right like if you play a sport or you do like if you play baseball it's like oh i can throw the ball this fast so i know i'm that good but it's like with music it's like ah there's not really like i guess you can count how many notes you play (laughs) in a second or how many chords but subjective man yeah it doesn't really transfer over Mm -hmm. to actual your actual ability and i think the definition of being a successful musician is if you're expressing your emotions or you're expressing Mm. yourself through your music Mm. so you know like anybody can be successful in that point and it's just really like what are you trying to express at that point right Mm -hmm. like are you if you're a beginner and you're just trying to express drop baby drop like then become successful at that like you know you don't have to take it as like oh, I I haven't reached Europa level yet, or I haven't reached well my guitar gently weeps yet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like all of those things are successes, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're getting them, you're you know doing them, you're getting it down, and you're walking towards like getting better too. Um, I talked to um, it was a while back when uh, you know when I could still play tennis and stuff before all this craziness. But I was talking to a tennis friend of mine. Um, this is him Mikey, you know. So Mikey was like, oh, so you know you're one of those like touring ukulele players and stuff like who. Who's, who's like the top 10 right now of like you know of the touring ukulele like players and i'm like there's no like top 10 because for him he's thinking of it like a 
tennis player where like these are the top 10 tennis players based on like usta rankings or whatever you know like this person's got this many points won this many you know like tournaments so in in his mind he's just like oh you know wouldn't the person just like who tours the most or does the most whatever festival or in this in in his mind he's trying to like make up like a point system Mm -hmm. you know for like for ukulele players to like kind of rank them and so i'm like it doesn't work that it's like super subjective man like music is subjective like when you say that like that uh that bruno mars is you know is is higher in the in the tier or rank list than like say the rolling stones you know like one is doing more stuff now than than before but it's it's kind of like that and i told him it doesn't you can't you can't judge it that way like i know you want to equate it to tennis and stuff but it just doesn't like there's no ranking or whatever who's who's better or who's who's the best or who's an advanced and whatnot because even in tennis there's like 3-0 there's the 3-5 4-0 so on so there's the 2-5 you know for like beginners and stuff who are just learning their basics and it's like if you know these things then you can move on to a 3-5 or and then 4-0 for those people you know who don't know but that's it, it can't be that way for especially for um for music there is just no way to uh to measure you know like uh, if you're a beginner or an advanced or intermediate and stuff but just enjoy it man. that's that's really my my bottom line is just enjoy the journey there's so much stuff to learn i think the the broader scope too right like with music it's like uh aaron was saying like there's different branches that you take after you get the basics down yeah like for the big broad sense of music there's like guys who are you know jazz professionals and then there's guys who are like classical professionals or mm-hmm. guys who are like you know can uh, are like rock musicians and stuff and i bet like all the, the people who you consider like the top of you know those things they probably look at other musicians and they go wow that is like so cool like that person is so good and that's not something that i can do or that's not something that i've i've tried to done you do you know so far like they probably have respect for each other because it's like oh i took this branch and you took this branch and we ended up at like pretty high levels but it's totally different things you know mm-hmm. like thinking about it as like oh i mm, i don't like that you know person because they play this and they look down on it it's like i think people who have played music for a while and who understand music they kind of understand that is like every genre and every style like it has its complexities and it has its like deeper you know you can go really deep into the the wealth of it that where it's like mm-hmm. you can't just brush it off as saying like the the one that people like to hate on right is like oh pop music is so simple but you can have like pop music right like stevie wonder is considered pop and then his music is like Oof. mind-blowing right yeah. so there there is just there's always like a depth to you know all these different branches and all these different styles and you can go really deep with it too yeah all right so um we have another question uh, also we are live this is thursday live lesson so we do have a live chat if you guys want to ask us questions um via the chat you guys totally can yep uh we have a question from the forum okay. uh, and so this is from robert and he has a couple questions uh and he said can you say anything about calluses uh, my fingertips are kind of numb and tingly all the time. I assume this will change with practice, but is there anything I should know or do at this point? I've only been playing for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, they'll they'll develop, you know, on on your uh, on your left hand, um, right hand maybe, but not so much. It's really the left hand, and um, the more you play, the more it's gonna develop. It's gonna hurt less and stuff. But right now, you know, if you've never played an instrument before and you're you know trying to play an instrument, and you're threading something for a significant 
amount of time. It is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> You're going to experience some discomfort. But uh, the more you do it, you know, the better the uh, or the thicker the callus gets and just the easier it is for you to play. That's honest. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can I'd be. Say, a so would you say so, Kai? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just. Uh, I was like working on my song for our mm-hmm. our songwriting challenge, mm-hmm. and I was kind of playing guitar, and I've been. I was playing guitar for like hours, which mm-hmm. I haven't done in a while. And that's the thing with calluses too, is that if you don't kind of keep it up constantly, they can get soft or they can like flake mm-hmm. off, and you know you. Yeah you'll have like soft fingers again so it is like the more you play the the easier it gets because of that and then it just like it'll keep up like a constant finger armor of i don't know what a callus <laughs> is like hard skin yeah it, it you're building up your your muscles it's like ah yeah yeah we we haven't played music in a while in a few months and yeah. so like a lot of my calluses are gone like you know for, from playing guitar <laughs> mm. but my fingertips are still harder on this side than on mm. this side it's just that like the really hard calluses on the, uh, from right. yeah from playing guitar <laughs> two two hours straight every uh-huh. every week you know yeah. it, all of those are gone <laughs> so yeah we are <laughs> yeah, i'm scared of getting super rusty so i'm like i'm actually practicing a lot more now <laughs> like yeah. than i was when uh, when we were active like it's uh it's it feels good and my fingers um haven't lost the uh like the like the calluses and stuff yeah i've been, <laughs> been working and plus like uh, a low friday life jam is like an hour for me to just kind of play and stuff but mm-hmm. i i have been practicing like a good boy <laughs> <Practicing Yeah. now. laughs> yeah yeah uh, i was talking with abe lagrimis and uh, he was like he I, um you know when this whole thing lockdown kind of stuff happened mm-hmm. he was like i never actually had a regular practice before and so <laughs> this is kind of cool like you know yeah. he, he's been practicing pretty regularly so yeah. yeah same thing it's just like okay well it, um I, I always preach about these things and practice and stuff and like and how i used to practice all this and all this nonsense so i, I tried it out again like you know i tried to just put on like you know put on an album and just like learn it or like or go like play it if it's like a Kyle Crater Boys album or a Pure Heart album I've, I've tried it too you know those albums see how uh, how I can kind of measure up and stuff and it feels really good and um, I do notice how fast I go <laughs> because the uh, you know the, I'm trying to play along with uh, with a good rhythm now and it's kind of cool and it's really um, I, I feel like I've improved a little bit you know especially just on how I approach the ukulele now and I'm very 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 excited to like play music um in front of people again because it's just some new stuff like that i'm cooking up i'm very excited <laughs> and that's why i'm like i just want everybody else to be exci- as excited as i am because i've got this like fire again inside of me to just like man ukulele is fun again <laughs> <laughs> now that it wasn't fun but it's just like i, I was kind of playing the same stuff like over and over and, and just kind of stuck in this doldrums you know of uh, uh my ukulele journey and but now it's just like oh why don't i try this why don't i try that and i've been writing some stuff it's been good it's just, i just want to have to let everyone else know that like, yes let's have now's the time to have fun with the uke <laughs> yeah I, I think that's like a, a good tip for like anybody who feels like mm-hmm. they're in a rut with their uke or music right in general is like mm-hmm. try something that you wouldn't have thought of trying before like try a new genre or a new song that mm-hmm. is just like that i never would have considered that but yeah i'll give it a shot and i think you'll mm-hmm. be surprised at like how like you'll feel like oh this is a different thing that i never thought of so it's like a whole new path 
to check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, should I should I make like an Instagram account and stuff and just like like uh, post like a practice thing every you know every day so it would kind of like keep me on schedule. We're like, okay, well, I gotta post something. So you know, like we're um like oh here's here's kind of what I'm well, you know what I'm doing now. But if if I don't practice, I don't have anything to post, and I think it would kind of keep me uh, just regular with, with the practice. That's something I'm thinking about doing. So if you know if I don't do it, that's an idea for some of you folks. You start a whole new uh, Instagram <laughs> or Twitter or YouTube of just and just like post your progress. You know, it's really cool because it's cool to look back at, at what you did. I posted something not too long ago of uh, of, of me playing um, John King's version of Minuets in, in in F, and this is like I've always played Minuet as in. You know, I've always kind of played it like that and then kind of playing his arrangement in F and and doing the campanellas of like... It's just completely like a completely different approach to it, you know. It's just, it's it's cool. So I posted it up and I and I listened to it. And I'm like, man, that sounds so good. <laughs> mm. I'm excited, man. Yeah. Uh, next question. Yeah, Robert. His uh, next question is: uh, My shin cramps up very cu- quickly when tapping my foot. I guess mm-hmm. I just need more stretching and calf exercise. But any other suggestions? Um, it's as easy as like say just like uh, nodding your head, like you know, like the anything that that will keep you know uh keep time we just say like tap your feet because that's just like a normal like band geek thing to do like that's what what i did and that's like a normal musician thing to do you know mm-hmm. just tap your feet it'll uh it'll keep time but same thing as just kind of like moving your head you know like the anything to kind of keep rhythm then using your internal rhythm to uh to kind of guide your uh you know guide your music or guide your playing like that that'll work so if if you feel like tapping is too much if you feel like the the head nod is too much um anything like if um i would kind of even consider my hand as like you know as as something to keep rhythm because if you're tapping your feet like this if that's the you know that's the rhythm of the song just kind of do that with your hands So anything really works as long as you're keeping it consistent. So um, it's just good to tap your feet so you can, uh, you know, in the beginning, you can kind of uh, sink your hand to your foot so that you're always on time. But you can also sink your hand to your, you know, to your head, to, to anything, or just put on a metronome. You know, that's, that's another thing to, uh, to, to consider, too, because that'll keep it nice and consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ke- Kevin in the chat said, I've always had to tap my heel versus my toes. Oh yeah, that, works. that that makes sense too. Like I do that too. Yeah. Where you you um, if this is your foot, yeah. it's like this yeah. instead of this, so yeah. you're not over flexing your mm. your foot mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just you keep your toes on the ground, and then you're mm. just you know you can kind of like just flex lift. your knee instead, yeah. you lift lift your knee instead, and then tap mm. your heel on the mm-hmm. ground, mm-hmm. and that works. um, and then that way you can kind of like sink into it more too, like True. you know. So yeah. um so yeah I do that all the time <laughs> and and you're probably if you if your shin is hurting that's kind of like yeah you're overflexing yeah. your yeah your foot your foot doesn't no- normally bend that way so don't mm. do it it's <laughs> <laughs> totally an arid question <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um for for people who have shin splints running it's because you're you're not letting your um your ankles kind of just like naturally flap back you're you're pointing your toe up and trying to make your your heel hit the ground first mm. and that is yeah you're prone for all kinds of injuries <laughs> that way <laughs> well my problem is there's a lot of weight up here 
that goes on the, <laughs> on the butt. So that rod, it's like it's no matter what, all no matter what weight. you do, it's, it's <laughs> just the weight that <laughs> it's all this weight yeah. of my poor tiny little feet. <laughs> I, I think like tiny feet. lotus feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kai. Sorry. Uh, I think they did a study too, like a scientific study, where mm-hmm. they found that uh, any type of movement in your body, like while you're trying to count along or feel the rhythm, will give you a better, you'll be more on time than if mm-hmm. you're just trying to stay still. Because it's like mm-hmm. you, staying still is like not natural thing. And it's you're trying mm-hmm. to like actively fight against feeling mm-hmm. rhythm. Mm-hmm. So they said like just any, you know, bobbing your head, swaying, anything yeah. That you can make you feel like you're, you know, kind of connected mm-hmm. to the music. You'll get a better sense of rhythm that way. And, and I know it's hard for some people because they're like, oh, I that's not natural for me. But just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, I don't know. Just try and feel yeah, it out. Feel, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, check yeah, out there's... like... Oh, no, was, go ahead. I was going to say, check out, um, like, taiko, like, players, you know, like, where they full-on, like, move their entire body to the rhythm. It's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> That's all oh, I no, saying. no. So, so interesting. <laughs> I was, um, I was just reading, there was, like, a scientific article about, like, beat deafness. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, I'm, I'm still skeptical, though. Like, I, I kind of <laughs> read it, and they said uh. that it was, like, I think it was maybe, like, two people out of a hundred or 200 that like you know so it's like a very small like one percent of the population mm-hmm. that have this beat deafness and they just said that like you know they had like something going and they all they had to do was clap to the beat mm-hmm. and the beat would speed up and slow down and then um some people were like you know chronically either behind or ahead of the beat and they could never sync up but i have a feeling that it's just that like they never learned how to move their body with it Mm. and so they're just focusing on their hands clapping like it's so hard like if if, have you ever tried like clapping to something where you just had your hands stationary (laughs) and then you just try to clap clap right on the beat it's not possible you know And so you, if you move your body and have that timing mechanism, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a manual clock, you know, the, mm-hmm. the way that, um, weighted clocks used to work. Mm-hmm. Like if you can do that with your body, you're going to be on more of the time than not, you know? Yeah. So if you can, you can move your body and you know that it's off here and then on when you're hitting, you know, like when you're moving to one direction, yeah. it's like so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just that, that, um, some people just haven't had that experience uh, earlier on in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's been scientifically studied and there's ah. like a name for it, but I, I, I don't know if it, it's, <laughs> to me, it just seems like a myth still. I, I, I think they've looked, re-looked at that, that, uh, study and stuff and, Mm-hmm. I think they have found that it's probably not the best um, uh, definition of it because yeah. those people like the same thing. Th- those people can talk normal and they have a regular cadence. Uh-huh. So like that just in and of itself, like disproves their theory. Right. Yeah. yeah. And- they they can walk <laughs> at a <laughs> yeah. regular rate and decide to walk faster at and another I- different regular rate. You know, I, I yeah. think. I think the guy, one of the guys they were testing that with too, you know, he would be fast or slow and stuff. But then I think they found that a lot of the time too, he was just hitting the upbeat. Like he felt the upbeat instead of the downbeat. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and, and if you just like took where he was hitting 
and you dragged it over as a whole is like mm-hmm. oh it's pretty even pretty... between like all yeah. these claps even that so yeah like i think the looking at it with like a finer microscope it is like something where it's like uh i don't know like if and they even say like babies who are deaf kind of have a natural sense of rhythm from their heartbeat too mm-hmm. so it is like something that is like seems like it's almost innate in everybody but I guess there's people who still want to believe like, no, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I don't imagine that they'll ever find like a genetic component to it. So if that's the case, then that's, it's all, it's not nature. It's all nurture, right? Yeah. In which case you can learn it, you know, I mean, if you some, some people, it. yeah, some people would probably be, have an easier time learning it than others, others, mm-hmm. but like. I think it's still learnable, you know, no matter <laughs> yeah. where you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm doing the same thing with the kid and stuff. Like, uh, with uh, with with my kid, she's she's like uh, two and a half now. So, but back when she was like one, like, like a little over one, like we would just kind of tap the table or tap whatever, and mm-hmm. I just have her like just kind of follow the tap, and she, you know, she could she could do it. And it's just like, uh, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, if, if I tried that now, I would have a hard time, <laughs> like, depending on, you know, like, how excited I get. I'm like, like just... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Did you have caffeine? <laughs> it just depends, like, you know, how excited I am, like, if it's going to stay consistent or not. Yeah, or... yeah. Are you in front of, like, 200 people or a thousand people? It changes. <laughs> what? Yes, because because uh, my wife was like, oh, she's so good. I'm like, yeah, but put her in front of 200 people and see what she, see what she yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to quickly discredit my kid. Like, no. <laughs> Cut her down to size. Down. <laughs> it's like that impressive. <laughs> well, one of my favorite like uh, videos kind of of like, you know, musicians like testing themselves is uh, this group of musicians. They like listen to uh, a regular beat and then it, the sound would cut off and then a new beat would start playing or the it's the same rhythm right same groove but they had to guess if the bpm was turned up or down like the second oh time and it's, the, it's a di- totally different rhythm too well it's the it's the same like beat you know basically like the a snare mm. on two and four or whatever you know it's like uh-huh. the drum the the drum hits are the same but then it's just that the program they turned the bpm like five bpm up five BPM oh okay down okay or something and compared it to the first time they hear it so what what i liked about that was one of the guys he's a guitar player it, it was, it's rob scallon like you know he he makes music uh related videos and what he did was he closed his eyes and he tremoloed on his like leg like he did the same tremolo motion on his leg and he just kept doing that like for the the time that the you know the music was paused or the the beat was paused and then when the second beat was playing he ke- tried to keep the same tremolo rhythm and see mm-hmm. if the beat was ahead or behind him and from mm-hmm. that he was like okay this one is slower this one is faster and out of everybody mm-hmm. who did it like participated he was like the most accurate with that like uh, yeah. out of all the guys so so that's part of it too so like um when you're tapping your foot you're basically segmenting time you know and so the more that you can segment time the closer that you can be to where the beat is you know so so like um it kind of goes back to that same thing where it's like it's hard to like clap to a rhythm from stationary to on you know yeah so what you're doing is segmenting time. You're saying like off, on, off, on. Yeah. And then, right? 
And then if you segment time even further, you'll probably get even closer, right? So yeah. that that's kind of like instead of doing your your like quarter double, notes, like double time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing your eighth notes, right? Mm-hmm. So like da 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 da. And so what yeah. Rob was doing was he was segmenting it to mm-hmm. whatever six sixteenths or thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he would probably be even you know even closer if he can if he can maintain that in his brain yeah so so yeah comparing what he's hearing right like yeah is like okay so that the beat compared to what i had before is just like pushing it a little bit forward you can tell if it's a little bit yeah it feels like faster or slower yeah yeah, it feels like when i'm trembling i'm like my beat is lagging back or my beat is you know push trying to push it forward like i'm double timing or something mm-hmm. then you can mm-hmm. get a sense and then like, he oh, trembled yeah. his foot you said no no, no. his hand oh his yeah. hand. he just, just like did it on yeah. his leg the motion mm. yeah oh okay yeah. on his leg i thought yeah. i thought he like used his leg i was like it's like a restless leg syndrome like, <laughs> kinda, you know that kind of thing but no okay okay yeah he just kind of like pretended like he had a yeah. pick in his mm-hmm. hand and and tremolo on his leg mm-hmm. but that actually we've talked about this before too where um if you go if you see like an ukulele club and like a professional ukulele player playing with the ukulele club like a lot of the people in like you know i guess beginners in the ukulele club are doing like uh just a one two three four yeah um or like whatever And then the the professional is is doing double time because that also helps you keep the rhythm. Yeah, so like or at least move our hand, you know, too. Yeah, double time. So so just so yeah, you can keep the time better. I've seen a lot of that. Like we're well. People focus on the um the strumming pattern, and that's why we don't do strumming patterns anymore. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's down, down, up. Up, down, up, and only move their hand like when when they have to do the strum, you know, instead of like, yeah, and just kind of constantly move your hand down, up, down, up, yeah, so down, instead of like, yeah, yeah, like which which direction? Yeah, yeah. I, I I forget. Yeah. So, so I yeah, always, and and I see it a lot in like the private lessons and stuff. Like, okay, cool. So what you need to do is just have this just consistent, and then just miss mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I think people are skeptical too when we tell them like, "Oh, just practice down up, down up, down up," because they're mm-hmm. like, "How does that translate into <laughs> this pattern that sounds so complex?" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but then it's fancy. Like, yeah, if you do down up, down up, down up, you're not thinking about the rhythm. You're not trying to like conceptualize, you know, on and off or, or like hitting the rhythm. That is you like physically feeling it at that point, right? If you you do it at a steady pace and it's just like just follow follow along, just you know it. And even that, like, don't, if you're having a really hard time, don't even worry about the chords. Just do Z and then just do down, up, down, up, down, up. Like, you will, it's almost guaranteed you'll eventually line up with the beat, you know, at some point. There's, like, no way that you can be like, oh, you're off all the time. It's like, you're going to hit it at least some point. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, really good discussion, guys. Um, Let's hear Kahai's tune. And uh, is is everyone's um, everyone's tune is due today, right? Including Kahai. Or is just 
Kai and everybody else gets an extension. Uh, no, we we said that uh the U plus members was due today too, but uh, we could give okay. an extension. I don't know. It, no, 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 no. I just right. I just wanted to make sure before we say like, okay, cool. The you know the deadline is is today and stuff. Okay, so deadline was today. Um, how many people do you do you know how many people sent stuff in? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the last time I checked. It was uh Rob and Hansini. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll uh, we'll we'll do a little random uh, random number generator between the two, and then that we'll pick a winner. We'll send something out. Um, I am getting a like I mentioned earlier uh, in an earlier episode. I'm getting a box of the the new strings and stuff. So let us know uh, whoever whoever wins it. Let me know what which set you want, and then I can uh, put it in there. I, they should be at FedEx waiting for me today, so I'm kind of oh, excited nice. to go. Yeah, to go get it. Today. Nice. Up today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how fast shipping was from like from Italy. Like they sent it last week, and then it's like it's here this week. So, uh-huh. Like oh, I was like tracking that thing. Like oh, now it's here. Yeah. It's there. That's like, oh snap! Like why does it take like three days to get from California to like to uh to Hawaii? Like I'll, I'll I, order like a deck of cards or something from like California. It takes like, three days. <laughs> I have a package that's from California that I think I've been uh-huh. waiting for a month and it's <laughs> it's just stuck at a shipment center I think. Right. It's like, it's like oh two plane rides, right? It's like from California to Oahu <sighs> to Kauai. Like that's what, it. <laughs> what I've heard is that it's the barge and they have mm. to load up the entire barge before they send it over to Oahu. So they're just uh. waiting to fill the whole thing. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if I even want that thing anymore. It's been so long. <laughs> Did you use like parcel select or something? Like I think if you slow boat <laughs> from China, <laughs> I think, I think it's because like I pick land, right? Land delivery, and they're yeah. driving on yeah. the bottom the sea floor to get to <laughs> this <the> yeah <laughs> put in the back think. of a shark <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know get your package all wet and stuff <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but i mean sometimes even if it is airmail it gets stuck in like infinite loops within distribution centers you know mm-hmm. so like <laughs> you know regular e- either ups or usps they, mm. they there are certain distribution centers that are more notorious for for getting stuck uh, than <laughs> others yeah <laughs> yeah i am um, I, I especially nowadays you know like it, it's kind of crazy nowadays with uh with with shipping and whatnot i ordered some like flashcards for the kid because uh, we're starting to kind of teach at home and um it went all the way to Oahu. Then next thing we knew, it went to like Pennsylvania. Like, why did it go back there? And then it went to like Oklahoma, California, and then back to Oahu, then to our house. It's like, why? <laughs> I just do that. So it, it, it's it's weird, especially nowadays. Like, I, I guess, you know, they're, they're super busy and super backed up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so um, back, to Ko- uh, back to Kahai. Kahai, tell us about your tune. Yeah. I did it. I finished it. <laughs> I I worked on it last night and I finished mm-hmm. it today. So yep, uh, I'll play it and then yeah, yeah. We'll talk about. So what it. are the guidelines? So the guidelines are key of what was it? Key of A. Key of A. A. Okay. Key of yeah. A. Just that. That's it. Right. Just get anything mm-hmm. in the key of A. And um, yeah. Go ahead. Kind of for fun, we did uh, the theme song right a theme song yeah, theme song and, and lyrics and all that stuff yeah and then talking about it too uh rob is in the chat and mm-hmm. rob actually made a theme song for our live lesson so oh, nice. i was telling him that if he can send it to me like send me a clean recording of it 
Yeah. I'll try and, and get it on or, or try and do something with it, you know? Nice. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, here's my song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love the barbecue sauce at the end. <laughs> that was like um that was like end credits. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well the beginning like it started out like uh, like a very anime, you know, like um yeah. like in- uh-huh. intro opening kind of theme and stuff. Yeah. And towards the end it it, it sounded like a uh, end credits. Yeah. It's a uh, it it's the it's your theme that you wrote for the the live lesson transposed to a oh yeah and then i put ah wow nice and i covered my song Aaron. yeah it was it was very like anime where it's like um the first part is like establishing kind of like a riff and something right and then it it cuts off like the uh you know uh dirty guitars and stuff and mm-hmm. there'll usually be like a soft piano and just like yeah, a just female drums. vocalist <laughs> yeah and stuff and then it comes back with like hard uh guitar and then mm-hmm. it finishes off the song by repeating that first uh riff or lick from the <laughs> the beginning you know so That's yeah cool. I, I took that structure i tried to make it into that kind of anime inspired structure yep cool beans man i loved it nice I loved it. Love that some like SpongeBob anime stuff. Every time I like write a anime inspired song, mm-hmm. we always talk about that, and I, I put it in the, like, <laughs> the SpongeBob <laughs> anime. Always SpongeBob anime. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, people know about that by now. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't, welcome to a new meme. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> okay, yeah. So you know, we have uh, we have Rob and we have Hamsini. Um, do you, do you want to do a random number generator, Kai? I actually have uh, packages do? for them already that oh, I, I have to right send on. out. So cool. Um, if... Let me know. Uh, let me know what, str- what which strings you want, and um, I can give it to Kai, and he'll send it off. Yeah. Uh, so we we actually have for today. We had like uh, we have another question, and then we have um some what, uh, student reviews that we had today, Ooh. but we didn't okay. get to them. Uh, but maybe we can save them for next week too, because we're okay. kind of running out of time. Yeah. Yeah, we so. have a little bit of time. Uh, let's do the question. Okay. So yeah, earlier Rob said that he just got his baritone ukulele. Nice. And he yeah. was wondering is there any books for baritone, and I think he's talking about learning jazz too for you know jazz mm. in particular maybe uh mm. but he said that he's having trouble finding any for baritone um lao ritz has i believe a uh, baritone book um either that or he because i know for a fact that he uses a tenor ukulele and he puts like baritone strings on him and then mm-hmm. he just like tunes in baritone so um any book by lao ritz you should be able to uh to to use for mm. baritone but it's gonna be like a high uh, I wouldn't be G. It would be high D. I guess like a high D, um, baritone mm-hmm. ukulele. Or he, yeah, I think he uses high D. <laughs> I haven't read the book in a long time, but uh, you can definitely check that out. And that's like a jazz, you know, uh, it's like a jazz book. Mm. Let's see who else so, says, uh, huh? yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob is saying uh, in the chat. He said specifically just a chord guide. That's what he's looking for. Mm. Uh, chord guide. <laughs> you I can mean, just print that out off of the internet. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a baritone chord guide on online, and it's just uh, yeah. If yeah, <laughs> there should be actually um, diagrams and stuff. Um, I don't know if Ryan put it in the market, but there is um Brad Bordessa. We had we had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a an ebook for ukulele chord shapes and i know that he did a baritone version i don't know mm. if we put it into oh i don't i don't think we put it into the the marketplace yeah market.ukuleleunderground.com he has a ukulele chord shapes book but um he has a baritone version we we still have to put that up <laughs> yeah uh, you can still check it out on his site though yeah and yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 really, you could just use ukulele chords for your baritone and then just transpose mm-hmm. them. You know, it's not, not too hard. Yeah, I think, and if you're looking, if, you know, Rob is looking for specifically for jazz chords for the ukulele, it's the same thing, like, with um, the regular ukulele, too. Is you're looking at, like, probably sevenths, ninths, uh, add chords, diminished yeah. chords, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, check out Lyle Riss's book. I, I still I still would, you know, tell Rob to check that out because it's definitely some cool like if you're looking for good voicings and, and if you know and I know Rob and I know like what kind of voicings he likes and stuff because when he was at the retreat, uh I think he did like Hanalei Moon with, with Kalei with some really beautiful cordings. Um so I would still suggest checking out Lao Ritz's book because he really has some rich, rich, colorful chords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, anything else? Uh... Do you have another another question? So yeah, that was that was kinda of fast. That didn't take yeah. that long. <laughs> Oh, um, so so Rob was kind of confused about that uh, the the high D yeah, because yeah. Bar- baritone is tuned D G B E right yes yes but um I guess Lyle Ritz uses a uh, higher it's, it's like a reentrant mm. D baritone mm-hmm. yeah for for baritone so it's it's D G B E it's still D G B E but the D is high like how you would string a high G mm-hmm. for G C E A mm-hmm. yeah. I would just uh, if if you're having a hard time finding sets and stuff, I would go to um I would buy like a guitar set 
use the you know use the bottom three strings then just get a single e string to use as the high d because i don't know if they make those sets but if if they don't yeah so you're you'd be using the gbe on a classical guitar um and then you would also use the e string at the at the top and uh, and tune that as a d <laughs> Mm-hmm. That should be good. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy because I use those same strings to tune it up to GCEA. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then uh, I would use a lower tension because the, the ones that we use are super high tension for, for uh, tenor and uh, tenor ukulele GCEA. So I'd go for a lower tension, like a normal, uh, like a normal tension or, or lower, like Savarez or uh, the Dario's, anything. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it kind of is. It's just hard. I think people. Like, don't want to buy a full set and then not mm-hmm. you or two full sets, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to get like another specific string and then not end up using what the E and A string, the low E and A string for classical guitar, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of sorry. <laughs> That's like the best you can get. Yeah, I kind of want to um uh, tune one of my tenors, like uh like how Lauritz did, and and then try the um the arrangements by John King because like John King's arrangements are with a high G and it's like a lot of Campanella stuff but I think it'll sound better with that like kind of baritone tuning so mm, I know that's... what I'm practicing tonight guys <laughs> that's what uh Craig and Sarah do right like not the high G part but they put a baritone set on mm-hmm. their their tenor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah there you go you can just buy the Craig and Sarah set that should be a high D baritone Oh, okay. I, believe, I didn't know. That. I mean, is that yeah. what they do? I I think. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go double check. I think. Yeah, go double check. So it should be D G B E, but with a high D. Mm-hmm. If if not, just support Craig and Sarah and buy two sets. Yeah, yeah, buy, buy <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no other questions. Anybody? Um, I don't think so. Uh, for yeah, for for in the chat and stuff. Yeah. Great. Okay. So um, if anything, we'll uh we'll get to the um the student review next week. All right. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh, Thursday Live Lessons. Stick around for one-on-one coaching. We will be having that in just in just a little bit, in about 2, 2.15, 2.20. And uh, you guys can ask me questions there. For those of you folks who are downloading this or who are listening to this via audio, thank you so much. You can check out the video version over at Ukulele Underground. So make sure you check that out. Have a great one, guys. On behalf of Kahai and Aaron, aloha. Aloha.